Cal McNelly here. Welcome to Screening for Meaning. Welcome back to Screening for Meaning. My name is Cal McNally, and I'm so excited. You're back here for our second week of the show. We're really happy with how the first one went, and hopefully you are if you're joining us here today. So I think we should get started. Uh, the movie I watched this week was House of Gucci. Uh, debuted in 2021. is directed by Ridley Scott. Written by Becky Johnston and Roberto Bentivegna. Uh, and of course, it's starring Lady Gaga as Patrizia Reggiani, Adam Driver as Maurizio Gucci, Al Pacino as Aldo Gucci, Jared Leto as Paolo Gucci. And I, <laughs> in my show notes here, I put how to pronounce these very Italian names. It's very interesting to see these American actors try to use these Italian accents throughout the movie. Very funny. I have no idea if uh, Adam Driver or Lady Gaga have any Italian heritage. But a lot of critics have made a lot of their <laughs> attempt at Italian accents. And it's filmed most of the movie. is the, <laughs> the set is in Italy. So very funny to see them try to do that. But okay, so like, like last week, we'll go through the plot. And then we'll talk about what we want to talk about in relation to the culture. So in the movie, the hair to the Gucci fortune. And Gucci, by the way, is a very famous fashion brand in America. Very luxury, very high status, Italian obviously been around for a very long time and it's been very profitable for a very long time associated with the rich and you know it's it's something you wear to signal to others that okay I'm doing pretty good Um, so the heir to the Gucci fortune uh, Maurizio Gucci falls in love with an ambitious middle-class girl and against the will of his father gets married to her Uh, Maurizio is of course cut off from the will by his father for this terrible crime but maintains his relationship with his uncle, the owner of the other half of the Gucci fortune. And this uncle invites him and his new wife, Patrizia, to New York to work with him. Uh, Maurizio is originally uh, kind of unsure, but accepts it with uh, Patrizia's influence. And that's very important. We'll get into that in a second. Patrizia uh, is, a, is cunning. And she sees Maurizio's uncle and his uncle's son as issues with a failing Gucci brand and legacy. That's a big part of the plot. Uh, the brand is not doing as well financially as it has in the past. And uh, Patrizia is very business. She's a great business savvy, despite being uh, from the middle class and unlike her uh, wealthy husband and his family. And so, but she she sees this and she has a plan to buy out the uncle and his, and his son so she and her husband can control the majority stake in the company, try to steer it right on the right back path. Uh, all of this is falling into place. So they have a plan to get rid of the uncle and and his son. But unfortunately, Maurizio and Patrizia are, are put under investigation for forging Maurizio's father's signature after he died in order to avoid billions in taxes. So this is very interesting because they have to, they lied to, to, make, to get the fortune after Maurizio's father died. It's kind of complex, uh, but if, I'm assuming you've watched this movie when you're listening to this podcast, we won't go into it, but um, of course you know, what I'm, know what's going on. Maurizio escapes to Switzerland 
uh, just as the, I think it's the Italian version of the FBI, is raiding his house. And he meets up with a childhood crush who he falls back in love with. Uh, very complex. Patrizia finally makes it to Switzerland, but relations between her and Maurizio are awkward, and they grow increasingly distant. Um, Maurizio filed for divorce because he's back in love with his high school sweetheart and moves his Swiss, mitri- Swiss mistress, see what I did there, in with him to carry out Patrizia's plan. So he's still going to use Patrizia's plan to buy out the uncle and the son, uh, but of course she's out of the picture now. Uh, the uncle and the cousin are bought out. He goes through with it with the help of an Iranian investment firm. And now Maurizio is the majority stakeholder and can run things the way he wants. Patrizia is, of course, angered and hurt by her husband's infidelity and, I think, a loss of pride because she used to be very important in this company, now has no part in it. And she orders a hit on Maurizio with the help of a friend. Maurizio hires Tom Ford as a head designer, which is, of course, a very uh, important name in fashion if anybody who's interested in that. And they have a fashion show, and so it looks like the company is going in the right direction, but the Iranian businessmen are not very happy still with how things are going, and they attempt to buy out Gucci, Maurizio, and he refuses because it's still his family name. And by this point, right after this meeting, the hitman comes and shoots Maurizio, killing the last uh, original member of the Gucci family to have any stake in the company. And the last scene of the movie, Patrizia is (laughs) put in jail ordering a hit on her husband and is found guilty of murder. So I guess it's a real, it's based on a real story. I guess from some things I've been reading, it's not incredibly accurate, which is a complaint of some people. I don't really care. I don't, I didn't know about the story before the movie. And so I thought, wow, okay, this is pretty, this is pretty intense. And I, you know, a little bit of artistic flavor into a original story doesn't hurt anybody unless I don't know, unless you're like, don't like having fun, which is fine. I guess I, I like having fun. So I think what I want to talk about in relation to the culture with this is obviously the, the crux of the movie is about the relationship between Maurizio and Patrizia. They fall in love at the very beginning, and it's, it's kind of over the top, I think, on purpose. When they film the movie, it's very gushy and not very, not a lot of dialogue, a lot of those movies, you know, the music, and they're on a boat and kissing, and it's the Italian music and the beautiful Italian cities and they're riding bikes together and it's very cute and uh, yes, yes, yes. And they're falling in love and Maurizio is kicked out of his comp- out of the company because his dad is not happy he's falling in love with this middle-class girl, but it's okay because she takes his fa- her family takes him in to live with them in their house. The millionaire, the billionaire is taken in by this middle-class family and he works uh, at Patricia's father's company, and it's very beautiful to get along fine. Everybody's very happy. There's been no conflict at this point in the movie to get along great. And then they have this beautiful wedding in this uh, incredible Catholic church. It's a very well-shot scene, extremely high ceilings, uh, all, the, all the glamour you know, of, of a traditional Catholic mass and wedding. Very gorgeous, and it's Italian, so yeah, they do it upright. Um, but then, of course, underlying all of this, is Patrizia, she's very cunning. And that you're aware of that from very early in the movie. When she first meets Gucci, she's, you can see in her eyes, and this is obviously all a credit to Lady Gaga, an incredible actress. I had no idea. I think there's like a fan club for her. I think they're called the Monsters or something, and they refer to her as Mama Monster. I think that's a thing. They call her that. Um, and I, of course, am now a member of that fan club because I'm so impressed with her performance. But that's not really not the point of this podcast. But 
she she's in, she, when she first meets Gucci Patrizia her eyes light up and she can see the power and maybe a way out of her middle class upbringing i don't think she's ashamed of her middle class upbringing her dad is a very successful business they they're obviously very well off as they're willing to accommodate a guest like Maurizio when it comes time for that but i don't think I don't think she was ever satisfied. I think she always wanted more. She wanted something that she could hold, a way to exercise her will in the world. And I think she she's found that in in Maurizio. And I think I think she actually at the beginning is does actually fall in love with him. Maurizio for sure does. He's taken aback by her beauty and um, she's the way she handles herself. And the, Adam Driver does a really great job portraying this as well. Um, but their their relationship is very interesting to analyze because I think they have very different strengths. And weaknesses. And that's okay. That's a good thing. And I think in a marriage, this is something that's not really talked about today in modern society. I think people kind of worry. They don't like to, ooh, you know, there's this kind of uh, individualism taken to the extreme that exists today. And this, of course, exists in our uh, government our government and the way we think about issues and well, well, I can do it. It's all about my individual rights and it's all about me and what I can do by myself. But I think uh, there needs to be kind of a re-understanding of, you know, as a community and as a society, and of course, I'm not a communist. I don't think we should share everything, of course. But it seems like I think we've gone too far in one direction of very individualistic way of looking at every issue, right? And this is, of course, present in the family. I think people like to look at what I can do myself, and they don't, they don't want to... They don't want to think about it in a family, but in a, in a family, in a true relationship between a man and a woman, properly understood, the weaknesses of one will be counteracted by the strengths of the other, and you can balance and actually make something greater than any person could by their self. And that's a very beautiful thing, and I think something people forget about marriage is it's about making something together bigger than any one person could by themselves. There's this famous saying, and it's kind of cliche, but opposites attract exist. That's real because if you're someone who needs help with something and there's someone who can help you that you like and care about, well, then, of course, you're going to be attracted to them. Someone who can help you and make you a better person and you can use something that you're good at to make them a better person. That's a beautiful thing. That's an amazing thing. And something about marriage that I think we've forgotten. I'm, of course, not married, so maybe maybe don't take my advice too seriously. But don't look into that too much. But I think... I, th- I think that's ideally what marriage should be about is making something better. And of course, using your combined talents to raise a family. And they do have a, do have a kid in this movie. It's kind of pushed off the side. Very interesting side note. There's a kid in the movie that they have together, but it's really not an important part of the movie. And I think that that's on purpose, right? They're, they're very concerned about themselves and the family, the Gucci family company. And they don't really have time for the kid, which I think is to their detriment, of course. So anyways, but the relationship is very interesting to look at because they have things complementary and opposites, but they can work together to make something great. And I think they do. So in the very beginning of the movie, when they are hatching this plan to get rid of the uncle and his son, Rizzo's cousin, it's a very daring plan. It's a very, uh, it goes against kind of what the Gucci family has stood for for a long time, which is this family values um, you know, we're all in this together, a kind of 
I, I would say almost patronage system where the Gucci family is the most important thing and not necessarily business. And that is something that's very important to Maurizio Gucci, but not necessarily Patrizia because she hasn't been involved the entire time. It's not been her family from the get-go. She hasn't been around this family and seen this way of thinking for a long time. She comes in as kind of an outsider, although as she very, very enthusiastically points out in an in a important scene in the movie, she, by her marriage, also now has the Gucci name, so she also should have an equal opinion to some of the other Gucci members. Of course, they might not see it that way, especially Maurizio's uncle. But for, for Patrizia, she sees this as a problem, and she wants what's best for the company, and that's, of course, to get rid of the uncle and his son. They're, they're, the, the son, his... The, the Maurizio's cousin is terrible at design. He has no idea what he's doing. He's an embarrassment. He wastes money. And then her, his uncle, he doesn't, he doesn't feel like, can't be bothered into investigating all these fakes that are appearing on New York streets, all these fake shops that are popping up. They're selling Gucci products in parentheses, even though they're bad fakes and they're ruining the Gucci reputation because now any, any person, no matter what their economic status is, can buy a Gucci product. And so Patrizia realizes, okay, this is actually a really big problem and has a plan to get rid of them. Um, and that's kind of a cunning thing. She's very powerful and she's willing to act. But then in the reverse, Adam Driver's Maurizio is, has a little bit of this Gucci way of thinking and it can balance out Patrizia's very cunning and willful approach to running the business. And so when they when they go to attack this thing, they want to they want to buy them out, but they want to do it in a family way. And I think if they would have stayed together and worked together on this project, they could have resolved it in a way that could have made everybody happy. Of course, probably the uncle and his son were not going to be too happy about getting bought out. But still, I think they could have made something beautiful together. But instead, instead, Maurizio cheats, falls back in love with his Swiss girlfriend from. High school, it's kind of implied that they got, got educated together. And instead, and, and he goes off the rails, kind of. And then, he, so he tries to do his own thing. And he keeps going with Patrizia's plan because it's already in place. But he's still in the back of his head is kind of, uh, I don't know. And he's very concerned with the Gucci brand legacy. He understands that Tom Ford is the right designer to hire at this point. But... He's, he's kind of afraid, and in the, in the end meeting with the Iranians, he says, okay, you know, if you thought it was, this was about profits, you've not understood Gucci at all the entire time you've been with us. And so he kind of maintains that. But on the other side, Patrizia sees, is incredibly mad that she got kind of gypped out of the Gucci fortune, and her husband cheated on her, who she loved by that point, I think, for real. She did really care about him, and it wasn't about the money. It was about a person that she really cared about. And she is, she orders a hit on him because that's how she is. When she sees something wrong, she acts. And so then divergent, they, when they diverge, they spy, both of them spiral out of control. They both don't understand. Maurizio needs her business cunning and Patrizia needs Maurizio's slowness and family-oriented approach. They need each other. But when they're alone, they spiral out and make something both a much worse than they could be together. I think there's some. It's an interesting. It's an interesting way of looking at that film. It's a commentary on the power of a of a very tight relationship. What good it can do, 
but also when they're by themselves, the trouble they can get themselves into. Another thing that I think is worth mentioning is people, I think, will maybe forget was to watch this movie is there's actually two businesses in the film. There's Patrizia's family business and Rizio's family business, the Gucci's and the Reggiani's. The Gucci's sell luxury goods, purses, bags. The Reggiani's are a <laughs> waste and trucking company. Not they're glamorous, but still family owned. And so I think it's a commentary on a, on a business culture. So the Reggiani's have a family run business, but in the beginning scenes where um, Rizio is working with the uh, regular low class workers in Patrizia's father's business, they get along great. They're playing soccer and dancing and spraying each other with hoses and. They, everybody seems to get along. They're from different classes, but they are working together and having a great time. It's kind of a funny scene. Mauricio scores a goal in their soccer game, and everybody's excited and happy for him, and they're, they seem to be happy for about his relationship with Pat, Patrizia. But then over in the, the Gucci family, things are not good. Everybody's jealous, looking to buy each other out, and jealous they don't have their own line and in a, there's a disagreement on whether she'd expand to Asia or not and there's always discord and so I think despite the warnings about having a family business that I think are definitely present later in the film right it's hard to deal with money and your family how do you balance that I think that's a very important question as we go down through the film especially as you're trying to buy out his cousin Paolo Maurizio, it's hard because Paolo confronts him outside of out outside of their church and says, hey, I thought we were family. Why are you investigating me? Why are you trying to buy me out? What's going on? It's a very tense scene, very well acted by Adam Driver and Jared Leto. But I think Reggiani, Patrizia's father's company, is in there to remind everybody that you actually, you can have a well-run family business. It's not impossible. It's difficult, perhaps. You don't really know. But it's also possible. And so I think it's a reminder that family business, it can be a good thing. And of course it is. It makes it, it uh, helps Maurizio when he, needs, when he needs help, when he's kicked out by his father. Patricia's father has a room for them. They can stay with him and he gives him a job. It's a good thing. And everybody gets along. And, but Patricia's father has enough money to rent out this beautiful church is able to put on a great wedding for his daughter. So it's a good thing, obviously. But it can also take a very sour turn when greed and corruption and maybe, depending on how you interpret the movie, outsiders come into a family and want to disrupt the normal way of doing things. It's kind of a balance the movie has. And I think it's a very uh, important metaphor and thing to think about that I think the director wanted the audience to take away from the film is business... It's not necessarily businesses run by families are a bad thing, but there are just certain things about businesses that make it difficult for families sometimes to engage in them. I don't think there are a lot of American family-run businesses that are very prominent in today's society, and perhaps that's a good thing. Perhaps by the end, the Iranian firm takes over and they kind of turn the company around. Gucci's still a big name today. The film ends like the 90s. Still a big name today, so the Iranian film, the Iranian firm worked, but at what cost? Do, do, do you know, you know, perhaps, perhaps it would be better if there were more family businesses like the Reggiani's. You don't really know. The movie doesn't really tell, tell you. 
But certainly something to think about as you're coming out of this movie. So uh, that's all the time we have here today. Very excited to keep this thing going. I think it's really a fun project and hope you'll be with us every step of the way. My name is Cal McNelly and this has been Screening for Meaning.